There's a lot of male makeup artists. There's a lot of male hairdressers. There is not a lot of male nail techs. Maybe they're under the the notion that they can't have this, you know, illustrious career out of nails. But I think everybody should be open to it. Like if you like small details and you're a creative person and you're a patient person and you're an artistic person, like why not? Julie with It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome to another episode of It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. And today we have Merrick Fisher here, also known as Mericures. Very excited to have you. Celebrity manicurist. You've done so many celebrities. And if you don't know Merrick, he is just such a lighthearted, such a fun soul. Like he is the most fun person to be around. And I can tell that all of your clients see that and love that. It's just he's one of those people that you just want to be around. So very excited to have you. So sweet. I'm very (laughs) excited to be here. I'm very honored. I have my own like personal history with Orly, so I'm just very excited Ooh, that yes. like, this exists and that this is <laughs> happening. So I'm just I'm totally here for this. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear your Orly story. Actually, let's start with that. Um, I mean, Orly has always been a brand that's been like near and dear to my heart just because <sighs> I think it's very unique. Number one, like it's a family run business. Number two, it's like it's very local, like it's done here in like the Los Angeles area. But like first and foremost, like I would say arguably the most famous nail art look in history is the French manicure. Absolutely. And for those that don't know, Jeff Pink, the owner and creator of Orly, developed the French manicure in the 70s for the movie industry And I think it's just not only is that really cool, but the fact that like we've had this, um, you know, trends come and go, but like we've had this resurgence with French manicures in the last like year or two, like 90s Y2K style has been very popular. Lots of girls are doing like and boys are doing like a very deep French, colored Frenches. We've had like new nail hacks with. French manicures with the the rolly jelly yeah, stampers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just seeing this resurgence and this reblossoming of such an old, simple yet very like beautiful style of nail that he created is just super cool. Um, and I'll never forget the first time I met him. It's funny because people always ask me like, "Oh, do you get starstruck working like you know for all these celebrities and musicians and people?" And I'm like, "No, not really. I mean, once in a blue moon, like I'll be a little bit more excited for somebody, especially if it's my first time. But I get more starstruck to meet people that are influential to me. Like for instance, meeting Jeff Pink at a trade <laughs> show was so." iconic and just you know taking a picture with him in front of the orly logo this this amazing empire that he's built was just so exciting and like more interesting to me than say you know meeting some academy award-winning actress (laughs) not that that's not amazing unto itself but you know this person is very iconic and legendary in what he's done and accomplished and for me like that you know speaks volumes and so i was very excited to meet jeffrey pank 
I love and that so that much. That was, you know, one of my first big, you know, orally stories. Amazing. Oh, that, I relate to that so much. I'm like, we've yeah. done, you know, how many celebrities left and right. But like when I meet someone in the nail industry, then I'm like, you like helped change my career path and like influenced where I go. I'm like, you're my idol. Like, 100%. Yeah. And not only that, like he's truly a pioneer in this industry. He like there's a few is. like key players in this industry, but you can talk to anybody in the world and mention a French nail, a French manicure, and they're going to know what that is. Yeah. And that's pretty sensational. Absolutely. And there's very few brands or companies in this world that could ever have that title. It's like, wait, what? Most people probably aren't even aware, like, oh, this was created by one particular man. They might have just thought, like, oh, the style just, you know, kind of emanated from something and trends just come and go. But people don't necessarily realize that, no, like, one man created this and – you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And if you do want to hear the story of how Jeff Pink created the French Manicure episode one, if you go Ooh. back to that, you will hear the whole story. Oh, well, I can't wait to yeah. revisit that because like, <laughs> I, I know my rendition of it, but, you know, there's always multiple versions of a story. But I'd love to hear like the official official um, yeah. version. No, it's a really good. It's a really good episode. Okay, amazing. <laughs> I know I'm going to be 100%. <laughs> I would love to know what's on your nails. Okay. My nails. There's a lot on my nails. Let's – okay. First things mm. first. My hands, they're always two completely different things. I love that. Not for any particular reason other than I'm always trying something out. And so, for instance, we can start with my left hand. My left hand is the glazing no donut. <laughs> so it's just the white pearl chrome over my natural nail. So there's no color, there's no anything, and it provides this kind of like pearl essence and it it hides the free edge. And it's just funny to me because chrome came out maybe like six plus years ago. It was very trendy at the time. And then it kind of like fell out of favor for a little bit. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, because certain influencers have been rocking chrome on their nails everybody's like oh my god have you seen this new thing it's amazing blah 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 and i'm just like wait what so i just thought it would be fun to kind of revisit it and like play around with it the funny thing about chrome that a lot of people don't talk about is how like problematic it can be yeah just because it's very it's finicky in the regards that like it shows every single imperfection so if there's any little like smidgen of dust or a hair or anything on the nail Heaven forbid, like, it's going to show (laughs) and it's going to look bad. It highlights it. And it it highlights (laughs) it and it's like, here's a spotlight. Like, here you – like, up in the back. Like, you can see it too. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't look good unless it's perfect. And so not that is a problem, but also a lot of people, depending on, like, how much you function and how hard you are on your nails – is the longevity of it. For a lot of people, they don't, you know, cap it. They don't, you know, there's certain techniques or things that one can do to help it last longer. And yeah. some people, especially inexperienced nail techs, don't do that. And I think Chrome is is funny. So that's what's on my left hand. And then on my right hand, there is a base of, I started with cat eye gel, use the magnet. Then in the tacky layer, I put some Chrome Flakies. Burnish those in. Then I went over everything with um, alcohol inks to kind of make like a marbly oh, effect. that's what that is. And then, yeah, some top coat and da-da-da. Yeah, it's almost like 
tortoiseshell meets like the marble. Yeah, there's a lot of dimension. And when you put light on it, that's what's also annoying is a lot of nail trends, especially right now. They interact or they intensify with certain light, Mm. for instance, depending on the kind of particles or or pigments or things that they use. And on Instagram or on TikTok or on any social media, we see these, but everybody's using perfect lighting. So you can (laughs) capture the design or the essence and be like, oh, wow. And then when you look at it in dull normal light, you're like, I mean, it's still cool, but it's not like that. Whoa. (laughs) And so the second you like flash a a, um, flashlight or a light source on it. You're like, oh, my God. So it's it's frustrating because it's kind of like that meme, like Instagram versus reality. You know, Absolutely. you're like, well, my nails are still cool, but the effect is significantly greater when you have exposure. But that's also important why I'm always changing up my nails because I want to see what's going Try on. And out. a very important lesson that we can get to later, but for all nail techs out there Never try anything out for the first time on a client, a paying Super client. Super important. Super important. So try it out on your friend. Try it out on yourself. Try it out on a family member, a neighbor, somebody at your like church or your temple or your, your anything, but not a paying client. Like you do not want to ever try something out for the very first time on somebody who is like loyal and consistent and pays you. That's not a good idea because let me tell you, we've all had those phone calls where things go awry and it's never fun and, you know, time is money and having to like revisit and refix something. It takes time and takes effort and especially like for those of you that don't know, like I work mobily so I'm not based out of a salon. So like I need to go back to the person's house. I need to go back to the set and fix something. Um that could sometimes be a problem and be annoying. Absolutely. That's and, really good advice. <laughs> yeah. Like do not ever try anything for the first time on a paying client. Like <laughs> grab a friend, grab a buddy, get one of those dummy press hands, get fake nail tips, like do something, but like don't do it on a paying client because let me tell you from experience, like you're gonna get like, yeah, sometimes you're lucky and the product's great and things go symbiotically and you're like, okay, this is great. But let me tell you, nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, that's not the case. And like, there's always like a learning curve with a lot of yeah. things and go easy on yourself and don't try it on a page. <laughs> I love that <laughs> <Please>. so much. <laughs> Please. So let's get into your nail story. How did you get into the industry and how did your career evolve to where it is now? Okay. Well, this is interesting. I was always fascinated with nails from a very, very early on. Like as a child, I remember late 80s, 90s, like there were like fake nails that they would sell at the grocery store, for instance, and they were like chrome. They were like blue, silver, gold, and they were like chromatic press-on nails. And like to me, I thought those were so cool. And they were like almond shape and they were so cool. And then I'd see like a secretary or somebody somewhere with long nails or a woman like, you know, tapping on a <laughs> desk. And I was so fascinated with that. Or you'd watch like a movie and there'd be like an evil villain temptress type and they'd have long nails. And I was always fascinated with nails. Like it was – the length, it was the shape, it was the color, it was like anybody with something unique to their nails. Like it wasn't just like, okay, a long nude nail, whatever. <laughs> it was like some kind of design. And there was some 
nail art and styles that people did do like in the 90s at one point nail piercings were really popular yes. and people especially the pinky so anything like that would catch my attention and then i remember as a child like my mother would always go for her weekly regular manicures and sometimes i would go with her and i wouldn't necessarily get my nails done but i would like look at the colors that they would have in the salons and back in those days it was all like nudes pinks reds like there would be one bottle of like a weird glitter, but it wasn't like a dense glitter. It was mainly a clear with like a little bit of glitter in it. There would be like a bottle of like maybe a yellow <laughs> and like maybe a Halloween bottle of black. But like that was it as yep. far as color was concerned. And I was like, wait, why aren't there fun? Like, why isn't there blue? Why isn't there orange? Why isn't there this and that? Like all the colors of the rainbow. And it just wasn't. And I would like pick out a like funkier color, for instance, and like hand it to my mom and be like, you do this. And she'd be like, ugh, no, <laughs> get out of here. Like, I'm only doing this. And I remember like in the mid 90s, for instance, I don't know why this like really struck with stuck or hit struck a chord with me. But I was really into the whole like vamp look mm, yeah. everybody was wearing like a short very dark blood red nail that kind of started with like uma thurman in um pulp fiction and it was like chanel and other runways and this and that and that became very popular it was also part of the whole like grunge era what was going on in like yeah. society and culture and in style and the fashion crackle nail polish was out then too the crackle nail yeah. polish was a huge thing <laughs> that i wasn't as obsessed with like still when these things came out i was always like oh my god yeah. i need to try this don't get me wrong but i was always obsessed with nails and i was always fascinated with new things that were happening and then i went to college and i was always painting my nails and doing my nails and black color became very popular okay. like black yeah. polish and I was obsessed with black, and every week I would have a slightly different variety of black. Like, it would be black with, like, silver mica in it. It would be black with, like, a little bit of red in it, like, anything. And I would get my nails done every week. And when I graduated college, I did a bunch of different jobs in different industries, and I didn't like any of them. I was like, this is kind of boring. But I was always getting my nails done and still, like, keeping on the up and up with nails, and some of my friends were like, why don't you, like, learn to, like, do nails? Like, you seem so interested in it. It seems like a natural fit for you. And I'm just like, what? Are you crazy? Like, no. Like, I just went to college. I, like, did all this stuff. Like, my <laughs> father's a lawyer. My mother's a dental hygienist. My brother's a lawyer. And now I'm going to, like, work in a nail salon and say, like, <laughs> pick color. And, like, what? Like, what is this? Like, I don't, I don't see a future in this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I will learn to do nails. So I was at like, you know, my nine to five style job. And in the evenings, I would go to nail school. I found like a very intense nail school that specialized in like Japanese nail art. Amazing. So it would be me with these like Japanese instructors. And they were super strict and super disciplined. Like literally, I would get to like top coat. And they'd be like, no, like redo it. And I'm like, excuse me, like, this is like a layer of clear. And they're like, yeah, but like, there's too much here, not enough there. It's streaky there. It's oh, blah, blah, wow. blah, that. And I was just like, oh, my God. And so I ended up doing a lot of nail school. I fell in love with it. It just like grew and grew. I started out going like two days a week. And then at the end of it, I was going like five days a week. Oh, wow. And I did it for a really long time and kept like increasing the course load and taking different classes and learning different techniques and different things. And... I never knew what I was going to do. I wasn't like, okay, at the end of this, I'm going to become like a celebrity manicure, so I'm going to work in a nail salon, or I'm going to start my own nail polish company. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, I'm just going to get this um, 
degree. I call it a degree. <laughs> I'm going to get this license and I don't know what I'll do with it. And so I got my nail license and I just started – I never really worked in a salon. Yeah. I just started working freelance. Uh, back in the time, there was a bunch of different like at-home mobile um, on-demand glam companies. Um, some of them still might exist now. Some of them might not. Um, I started working with those kind of like in the very beginning just to get like my foot in the door and like meet some different people and do house calls. And my first celebrity ever I did was Paula Abdul. And I kind of thought I was like being punked like I was on like MTV <laughs> punk. Like I, I didn't believe that I was like this is fake. Like this <laughs> this can't be real. And then I was like looking at the like where this person lived and that. And I was like no. I think they live in this part of town and sure enough it like totally was her and she was like so lovely and so nice and it was such a wonderful experience and everything just like grew and grew from there so I when I was training to do nails and when I was going through it I never anticipated that like I was going to one day necessarily do nails as a profession let alone be working with celebrities and you know just Started working freelance, taking jobs wherever I could, started building a portfolio. And before I knew it, here we are 10 plus years later. And I'm just like, wait, what? Amazing. Like, who have I worked with? Like, what have <laughs> I done? Like, every day is so different and inspiring. And like, I just came from like a very kooky job that was really funny this morning. And every day is so different. Yeah. And it keeps me on my toes. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I think one of the things we like to highlight is that. You know, when you think of nail tech, like you were saying before, you were like, I'm going to sit in a nail salon and ask people what color they want. Like, I don't think so. Right. And there's just so many different opportunities that you can take on. There's so many different paths you can take within the nail industry. There's so many. You can work in education. You can work in trade shows. You can work for companies. You can work freelance. You can work in a salon. You can be a booth renter. You can build your own salon. You can have your own product line. Like there's so many different things within the nail industry. And it's funny because I feel like even 10 years ago, like now everything business is booming, whatnot. But even 10 years ago, it's like all of these opportunities existed then. I just didn't know about exactly. it. I didn't know that there was, you know, oh, you could be working for a nail company and be like head of their education. I didn't know that you could be, you know, traveling the world doing trade shows and ex- exhibitions and things. I didn't know that there's, you know, this whole field of people that engage in these crazy competitions and they win oh, awards yeah. <laughs> and prizes. And like there's so many different aspects to this industry um, and there's so many different avenues one can take, whether it's creative or whether it's more business side, depending on like what you're comfortable with or what your you know skill set is. I mean, there's so many different avenues than just like, okay, I do nails. I work in a nail salon and, you know, do you want a pedicure? <laughs> do you want a, a pumice upgrade? Like there's so many other ways where you could be like working Part in the, the industry. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah there's so many different avenues and i think too you're so unique in the way that you did not work in a salon and a lot of people even if they you know end up with working with celebrities or you know on these other paths they always started in a salon to get experience and right. i wonder with you like how did you feel you know you were getting that experience like did you feel like you were missing something when you started working mobily versus did you ever feel like you needed to go to a salon to get experience or did you feel like you just 
dove in and you got that right from the start? Yes and no. I would say I wanted the experience in that, like when you work in a salon, it provides, I guess, like a sense of structure. And it also provides like not only just some experience, but it helps you get like your your um, your groove down, you you know, because timing is everything. But like salons, for instance, is very like time centric. It's like, OK, you've got 50 minutes. This is what you have to do. In my experience, yes, things can be very time sensitive. It all depends on what's happening. Like I can go to a client's house and they might have nothing going on and the service can take forever. Or I could go to a client and we're time crunch and we've got 15 minutes and they've got to be red carpet ready. And you literally have to do like an hour's worth of work in 15 minutes, including drying time. And you're like, okay, Not best possible. of luck. <laughs> yeah. Like I need to pray to the gods <laughs> to help with this situation. But I feel like – I mean I don't have anything against a salon. And if somebody wants to work in a salon, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I knew it wouldn't be a good fit because I didn't like the monotony of going to the same place every day, working in an office nine to five. I felt like if I was at a salon, it would be that type of experience where I'm showing up to the same place at the same time every day. Yes, you're going to have different things happening because like there's going to be different clients. But also what doesn't help you is – in a salon, you have like a fixed setting. Like everything is you sit at the table, you sit at the pedicure station, like everything is a certain way. Whereas when you work mobily in freelance, everything is no holds barred. Like the person could be dangling from the ceiling. They could be at a piano in a chase lounge in their pool. It doesn't matter. So if you're like, no, I only do nails like sitting at a table where everything's er ergonomically aligned and everything works – kiss that off like you're yeah. gonna be like i'm sitting under here <laughs> yeah doing crouching nails, under like, a table crouching under yeah. anything it doesn't matter and you still have to provide good work and you still need to do it in a fast amount of time so you know i don't think anything really prepares you for it other than just diving in head first and i, I think yeah. that's what i did Absolutely. i practiced a lot on friends i don't think i just started working on celebrities right away i was doing friends i was doing family members i was doing anybody i could i would have a few people that paid me like very little like in the beginning, like just to like, you know, make it transactional so they pay you something. But uh, I really just dove in head first and was like, let's just do it. That's so amazing. Well, That's definitely know. like a scary thing, too. You're just, oh, for, it's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> but at the same time, at the end of the day, like, you know, what and are you going to do? Happy. It yeah. makes you happy. And it's pretty like quick and easy if you know what you're doing and yeah. things go well. Like, trust me, I've had situations where it goes on for hours and hours and you're like, this is not great. But, you know, you just you learn from every experience you do and it helps you build onto the next one and just make things better. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's really important, too, for people to learn that, like, you're not going to know everything on day one. Yeah. And, and be OK fun. with that. <laughs> be OK with that. And also be open to learn from others and learn from others' mistakes. And, you know, I love when I get – I don't often get to work with other manicures, but once in a while I have to, like, uh, hire an assistant or work on set with somebody else. And it's always fun to not only learn from each other but, like, observe how other people do things because I feel like I – you do things a certain way and you're so used to doing it your way. But yeah. like in a salon setting, I can see other people working and be like, oh, well, maybe I should like try her technique or do her technique or his technique or whatever. Whereas when I'm working on my own, I have nobody else to build upon other than myself. So when I see somebody else doing something or using a different product or a new technique, I'm like, huh, 
Maybe I should adopt that. And same vice versa. Like they might see me working and are like, oh, I never thought it like that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? And that's one thing I miss about the salon setting, I would say, is the ability to learn from others and see what other people are doing and be like, huh. That just makes so much sense. It makes life way easier. But I've been doing it so much harder all the time. <laughs> Do you find that because of that, you tend to gravitate more towards, you know, learning on, you know, YouTube, social media? Do you always look for that kind of stuff to get inspiration from other people? Yes, I'm always continuing education. I think for everybody out there listening, your nail career does just starts when you get your license. The learning just starts. It doesn't end once you're certified. It's just beginning. So like, yes, I was certified over 10 years ago, but like if I base what I know now on the knowledge that I learned to get certified, like very little of it's applicable. Yeah. Like what I know today and what I work with today, whether it's products or formulas or the knowledge or the health or the strength or the structure of a nail is completely different than what I learned and studied then. And a lot of the techniques and the products like in the technology is not covered at all in nail school. And I'm like, okay. Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) I don't know why, but I think it's important for everybody, regardless of what your skill level is, to always be open to learning. I look at YouTube every single day. I watch YouTubes in other countries all the time in other languages. And you would think I would put it on mute. And in (laughs) fact, I like do the opposite and I turn the volume up because I'm like, somehow I feel like I'm going to know what (laughs) they're saying better if I like listen to it really loudly, even though I don't understand because they're speaking Russian or Japanese or Korean. It doesn't matter. But I watch what they're doing and the products that they're using. And I'm fascinated. I do look at Instagram a lot. I don't as much. In the first 10 years of doing nails, I was really into seeing people's work on Instagram and then things have kind of evolved to TikTok a little bit because TikTok has a lot more of the like, how did they get to that point and the creation of the nail? Whereas like Instagram is more like, ta-da, here's a finished product. Yeah. yeah. And that's wonderful. But I want to learn a little bit more. And that's where YouTube comes into place because it's usually like, here's a 20 minute video on from start A, from step A to step Z, like how did we get there? And even though it's in a foreign language, I still can get something from it and so i don't know i find it really helpful absolutely i love learning i think it's so important for everybody to always keep up technology is always changing there's always new products and sometimes i'll talk to stubborn usually older nail techs who are stuck in their ways they're like listen i've been in a salon since before you were an embryo i know my thing and that's fine i'm not insulting them but i'm just like listen there's been like new technology and you don't need to be doing like doing a silk wrap is so archaic but they don't want to do gel or they don't want to do this or they don't know what poly gel like they, they just don't care and i'm just like that that mindset, I just, you know, people need to be more receptive to learning. Absolutely. So, you know, you are a man in such a female-dominated industry, and I always wondered if, you know, you feel that changes the experience for you and, like, how that affects your career at all, if it does, or maybe it doesn't at all, Um And what advice would you give to men who are looking to get into the industry? Very interesting question. I, you know, it's interesting. I haven't found 
too many hindrances necessarily per se, too many roadblocks. There have been a couple instances where, you know, people that go or initiate to hire me are like, oh, I don't know if the client would be comfortable, whether it's for religion. A lot of times it's religious reasons. Mm. So certain clients come in from, you know, Saudi Arabian countries, for instance, and there's certain, you know, Islamic laws about, you know, men and women yeah, and this yeah. and that. And so for those reasons, for instance, I won't be able to provide the service on a female. So that's, you know, one instance where being a male has served as, you know, a complication of sorts. But in general, I find being a male, I find it, I wouldn't say funny, but I think it is interesting because there's a lot of men in glamour business in the in the beauty business in general there's a lot of male makeup artists there's a lot of male hairdressers there is not a lot of male nail techs there's i not. don't know why yeah. personally i don't know if there's like any reason or if there's like a major roadblock for men maybe they're under the the notion that they can't have this you know illustrious career out of nails you know there's not that many of us but you know i think everybody should be open to it like if you like Small details and you're a detail-oriented person and you're a creative person and you're a patient person and you're an artistic person. Like, why not? Like we said earlier, there's so many different avenues one can take within the nail industry. And I think a lot of people have this kind of like mental roadblock that they think of nails as like solely, okay, I can work in a salon and that's it. And that's the only application one can have in this business. And that's not the case. You can do... All sorts of things. And I think all men, women, everybody in between can be completely open to, you know, trying to, you know, dabble in the nail industry and see what they could do. But, yeah, I I find it interesting. I wonder personally, I don't know what the reason is, but I wonder why there's not more men in the industry. And it's funny because a lot of the brands and a lot of the companies are owned or run by men. Yeah, yeah. But not a lot of nail technicians or nail artists, rather, are are men for some reason. I don't know. I I don't know what the correlation is. I don't know why. I don't know if there's like a stigma or any type of like negative connotation or any type of you know weird sexism or anything but you know I find most clients love me they love the rapport they feel very comfortable they feel very safe um so it's never really been much of an issue only when it's been you know religious um reasons yeah super interesting yeah for sure actually my first experience in nail school um, when we were taking, you know, you take your model clients when we were in nail school and there was one guy who was uh, in the program with us. And anytime the models came in for pedicures, they wouldn't even look at the women. They were like, nope, I want him. I'll wait forever for him because they thought he was going to give the best massage because he's stronger. Oh, my God. I'm like that every time they would always go to him. <laughs> That is something I will say. I do have a few clients that are always like, oh, give me like a really hearty massage. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, I'm wearing more jewelry than you are, lady. Like, I am not the person to go ham on your deep tissue massage. Number one, I'm not a masseuse. So, like, my massage technique is not the best. Number two, I'm not that strong. So, it just I, – I, I find that funny because, yes, to correlate, I've that's written a few times where people are like, oh, you're a man. You're going to give this, like, hearty massage. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say, lady. That's so funny. 
so you've actually done so many celebrities. I mean, I can't even begin to list and count, but celebrities like Lizzo, Kim Petras, Angelina Jolie, Lindsay Lohan. Um, but what is it like working with such high-profile high clients? And do you have any crazy nail stories? I have tons of crazy nail stories. <laughs> um, it's fun. It's interesting working with these individuals. You know, sometimes it can be really inspiring for me. Sometimes it can be very eye-opening. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with uh, people in general. Listen, I think one thing – I think one of the things that it, a lot of celebrities get a lot of flack for – or what they don't get a lot of flack for is they have a lot going on. Like a lot of these people, as you mentioned, like are very high profile, very public figures. And whether they're promoting a movie right now or on tour or recording an next album or doing something, they have so much going on in their lives. Like these people's schedules are insane. And when I hear like the assistant and the other assistant and blah, 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 and, they're good, and their manager and they're this one and that one. And everybody's like talking about their schedule and how they're like going to this and that and this country and that country and on this car and that car and this plane and this thing. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. And that's all like in the span of four days. Like that's crazy and so a lot of sometimes like these people i would say like sometimes people don't give them enough slack like sometimes i wouldn't say like oh they're in a bad mood or this or that like i've had very good experiences in my career and i'm very blessed but i would say that like these people have a lot going on and they've got a lot of pressure i cannot imagine and so sometimes you know i'll feel like Oh, this person's not being that friendly because they're not like stopping everything to make this all about the Merrick show. And it's <laughs> me, me, me. And it's like, no, Merrick, they're like on their email, like doing like handling business things that are involving like hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes. Um, yeah. You like doing their nails is not like the biggest thing that's going to happen to them all day. <laughs> and so it's just it's an interesting balance. But it's interesting to observe people, see how people behave, see how people react to things how people interact with things i mean like i said i've had like amazing experiences for the most part i've never had like you know somebody be nasty or mean to me or oh, anything awesome so i'm very blessed i've heard horror stories yeah i've heard so and many i've horror heard stories. horror stories about <laughs> clients that i've worked on and i'm like oh let me see if like they're gonna be mean and nasty to me and i'm like wait they were nasty like what i was so excited to like leave crying and i that didn't happen so i don't but I think that's also a testament to like who you are because totally. your personality is, you know, bounce off of the client and right. you know, some if they don't vibe with them, then they're 100%. not gonna be hundred percent. Yeah. And I've heard such horror stories of, you know, certain people and this and that, and like they don't groove with you or they don't like you or they're in a bad mood. And I just like I try to be like nice and smile, which is really hard to do during the pandemic because like <laughs> I've had a face mask on for a while. So nobody can tell how like happy I am or my like true emotions. So that was kind of difficult. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. It's big personalities. Never know what you're going to get. It's always like it keeps me young. It's very fun. I never know what the circumstances are, how long it's going to take, how much time I'm going to be allocated. You know, it could be 20 minutes. It could be 10 hours. I, I never know. Yeah, the flexibility of it, the spon- I, everything's spontaneous. Yeah. I just make sure to bring a Kindle with me, headphones, and a portable charger. I Those are that. my three things. Whenever I'm doing like house calls with 
you know, not with every celebrity, but like there's certain celebrities in particular where you're like, oh, this could be like a waiting game. Like I might be here for like a very long amount of time. So I just want to make sure that like my phone doesn't die or like I have something to do and I'm entertained. And, you know, some people just like look at their phone the whole time. And I'm like, there's only so many emails I can read. Like I need yeah. to read a book at some point. I need to do something else. <laughs> so, yeah, I always recommend people bring those three things with them. Either to like house calls and or sets. Because set life is a whole other thing, and oh, that yeah. can be very long and very laborious. Yes. Yeah, you're there like all day. All day, all night. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because nails, I mean, depending on what the project is or what you're doing, nails don't always have the most attention on a set. So, for instance, like Never. hair and makeup are constantly being touched up and futzed around with but nails once you do the nails usually you're good unless there's going to be a bunch of changes or a nail change uh, you know they're going to do a color change or if they're press-ons or something like that and so there's a lot of downtime usually on a set when you do nails and you got to be prepared absolutely because that could be yeah very <laughs> frustrating i mean we're, we can we could be talking 12 14 hour days oh yeah and you're like <sighs> I've done 20 minutes of nails in that 14 hours. Like, I need to bring a book. So we're going to jump into a first set deep dive. And this may not be your first ever set, but right. this is an old set that you've done. Yes, and we're, we're going to pull it apart. Of. Yeah. Um, and honestly, so this is really amazing for early work. Like, if, if you were to compare this to anything that I did in the beginning – you would be like, wow, this looks like you are you know, far, a veteran far, did it. <laughs> far too kind. But yeah, talk about it. Describe it. And- oh, God. So this client reached out to me. She was an assistant to the head stylist for Lady Gaga. And for anybody that knows, I love Lady Gaga. So anybody that's part of her team, part of her world, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And this girl religiously gets. Um, acrylics with like crazy art okay. and one of her best friends is a very popular celebrity manicurist who's Japanese based in New York who does amazing work and she was like I'm coming to LA and I need a full set I want a fresh set blah 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 I was starting out doing nails I was never really an expert with acrylic and this girl's like I need a full fresh set and I'm just like can't we just like give you a fail and she's <laughs> like no I need a fresh set so she comes to me and she has these acrylic nails on that are very thick and they have a design etched in them, kind of like Ooh. a Greco, kind of like Versace key Greek yeah. motif, but like physically in the acrylic. Wow. So they were super high and super yeah, thick. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot to file these down. So first things first, I should have like cut the nails to shorten them and then like file the bulk of this. I didn't do that. I kept like <laughs> filing the bulk of this product on an extension that I should not have done. And she was like, you can cut the nails. You can cut the nails. And I'm like, no, no, like this way is so great because the nail was so thick and I was so inexperienced and I had so much surface area to remove. It took forever to remove these acrylics, like literally maybe an hour and a half to remove oh the gosh. acrylics alone. Then I was like putting on uh, tips I don't know if I sculpted. I don't think these were sculpted. I think I put the tips on, trim the tips, put on the acrylic. You can see the acrylic is not smooth. <laughs> it's not good. It's a little bumpy. And to say the least. And then she was going to like a 
something Jamaican themed, right? So she wanted like weed leaves and Jamaican themed colors and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, I can like ombre all these colors together. So there's zero ombre. Wait, I was like, wait, that's supposed to be there an ombre. Clear I it was just distinction <laughs> between every single line. <laughs> Then she wanted me to like hand paint weed leaves on it. I was not very good at – I had not practiced drawing a weed leaf. So that was a nightmare. Then she wanted like a flag and the lines like thick, thin, bumpy. <laughs> you know, I put some rhinestones on it just to make it like more blingy and they're very oddly placed. <laughs> And this set realistically probably took five to six hours from start to finish. And I don't know what time she came. And they're not very long. They're they're not that long. And when she left, it was like hours and hours, hours later. (laughs) And like she didn't eat dinner. She didn't eat anything. (laughs) She had these horrible nails. She was going to this like thing. And she like physically worked with Lady Gaga. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And it's so sad because like her best friend is like this top Japanese nail person in New York that does amazing work and like does her nail. And she's like, oh, my God, she's so quick because I was asking her about like her technique and how she is. And she's like, oh, my God, she's so fast. Like she does my nails in literally like an hour and a half, like full new set, full artwork, everything perfect. And I'm like. Oh, this took six hours for you to leave like this. And I charged her so little and she felt so badly because, but also like she wasn't going to pay more for that because they were horrible. But I just, the whole experience was just like I mean, you start, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. But that's one of the places I started. And these are the sets that help shape the way we learn. And 100%. We, you know, but from the be. removal to like, like everything was wrong and a disaster <laughs> on my end. And when the client's like correcting you, not often is the client necessarily right. But in this instance, like she was right. She's like <laughs> cut down the length, then She's remove the bulk. <laughs> and I'm like, no, let's just remove all the bulk first and then the length. And like this will only take two hours. And like that. That's so great. And she was just like, oh, my God, I can't with this. So funny. Like, I did not know what I signed up for. <laughs> and I was like, sorry. Now, like, call up Gaga. <laughs> like, uh, no. Let's hop into trend talk. Is there any trends from, you know, way back when? Everything kind of cycles. Is there anything that you would love to see come back? <sighs> you know... I just want people to experiment and explore more. I want people to take more risks with their nails. I think nails go through periods where people are like funkier with the design, with the color choice, with the finish, with the the look of their nails. And I want people to, you know, I want a, a, a renaissance of that. Yeah, I love that. There's not like necessarily a trend or something yeah. from the past that I'm like, oh my God, like I really want this to come back. But I want people to just like explore color and have fun. And, you know, if you want to like bring back Manx or bring back, you know, Manx, a, yes. a chrome nail or this or that, like, sure. But like just have fun with it. I think a lot of people like think too seriously about nails and it's like, it's just. Yeah, there's nails. no rules. It's, there's no rules. Just go for it. Have fun. If you don't like it, take it off. <laughs> Remove it like it's not the end of the world. Just like have fun. When it comes to nails in general or 
you know, something with your nail career, what is a do and a don't that you would tell people? Do always expand your uh, education. Continued education is super important. So I don't care what your outlet is, whether it's learning on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, whatever your medium is, always learn about new products, new techniques, improve your skills. I would say do, don't, to tie back in what we said earlier, do not try anything out on a paying (laughs) client for the first time. That's a bad idea. Whether it's a celebrity or a just a regular Joe Schmo, regular consistent client of yours, do not try something out for the first time on them because I promise you'll probably be sorry <laughs> and regret it. And then what is next for you? What are Is there any projects you're working on? What do you see in the future? I don't know as of yet. I'm always up to something, whether it's like doing different collaborations with different brands, perhaps working on my own product or my own thing. Ooh. I don't exactly know as yeah. of yet. There's been a few different offers on the tables. There's been some discussions of maybe even like a reality show of sorts. Oh, my God. You would be perfect for that. You know, I just don't know. (laughs) Um, So I don't know what the future entails, but I'm excited. How about that? I'm really excited for what's to come. I don't know what's coming, but I'm excited (laughs) and and I'm ready and I'm open and I'm receptive. So that's just how I'm I'm looking at things. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I can't wait to see what comes next for you because you are just, I mean, everything you've done is amazing. You're so sweet. (laughs) Except for that set. Except for that set. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else but that set, great. No, but this has been really amazing. I appreciate all of the advice you've been, the gems of information you've been throwing out there. I'm sure everybody can appreciate um, the inspiration. So thank you so much for coming Thank you for having me. This is such a privilege. I I mean, I'm privileged. I'm honored. This has been such a fun experience. I adore you. I adore Orly. And so this has been amazing. Yay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. It was a pleasure chatting with celebrity manicurist Merrick Fisher. He's had such a unique journey, having never worked in a salon setting and jumping straight into mobile and editorial work, which shows us just how unconventional a nail career path can be. As a man in this woman-dominated industry, he really encouraged everyone to pursue a career in nails because, like he said, if you are a detail-oriented, patient, artistic person, why not? Don't forget to follow Orally on all socials and also at Orally Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orallybeauty.com.